Hello everyone, welcome to this episode of Sleep and Relax ASMR. This episode we are doing another rendition of ASM articles. For those of you unfamiliar with the series, we take a person, place, event, in this case rock band, and uh, we learn about them by reading their wiki page and yeah, just kind of see what about discover something new for some of you you'll just fall asleep so it's a win-win as I always say figured I would try a different kind of not try a different kind of voice I've used this kind of tone in other episodes but sometimes I like to just try to mix it up I mean one of the main selling points of the podcast um, as told to me by many people is just that kind of variety you know, we have so many episodes, some are spoken, some are whispered, some are, you know, ambiance, some are, you know, so I like to make it a point just to mix it up. So, yes, Stone Temple Pilots, that is the focus of today's episode. Before jumping in, I'd like to thank Helix for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Um, I've been sleeping on a Helix mattress and ultra cool pillow for the last few weeks. Um, it's been a, an absolute dream for me. I took their quiz. I was recommended the Helix Dusk Lux. It's a sort of medium feel mattress. Uh, offers good support for back sleepers, side sleepers, and um, yeah, it's been it's been uh, quite a few uh, weeks of tremendous sleep. But don't take my word for it. I mean, there's 6,000 plus reviews on the Helix mattresses. Just to read a couple because I thought they were funny. Uh, more supportive than my parents. <laughs> That's an actual review that someone left. And another person said, Like getting massaged by an extra large marshmallow. So, you know, you don't have to hear me just always talk about how great... Helix mattresses are and how amazing their pillows are. I mean, 6,000 plus reviews, basically a five star. You know, I would, uh, I would Google Helix reviews and see what you come up with. It's pretty overwhelmingly positive for a reason. Not going to ramble too much about it. I love these guys. My sleep has been incredible the last few weeks, and um, they stand by their product. You know, they're going to give you a 100-night sleep warranty. If you don't like the mattress, they pick it up. Pretty sure you will. Um, but let's just walk through it. If you go to helixsleep.com slash relax, you take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they will match you with a customized mattress that suits you based on your sleep preference, your height, your weight, your age. Um, they make a mattress for you. They don't just give you a mattress because they want to sell a mattress. They have quite a few options. They even have mattresses that are split down the middle for different settings, basically. Different preferences for couples. So an amazing mattress for couples. But they find you the mattress for you, based on you, no one else. Right now, Helix is offering up to $125 off all mattress orders. So get up to $125 off at helixsleep.com slash relax. That's helixsleep.com slash relax for up to $125 off your mattress order. I love 
Helix. These guys have been they've been they've been too good to me. So, but like I said, check out the reviews. The reviews speak for themselves. My experience has been overwhelmingly positive. My idols sink into it. I'm comfortable in all positions. I don't get hot in the middle of the night. So, anyway, let me go ahead and start reading the wiki page for Stone Temple Pilots. Let me put you to sleep at this point. People often ask me where do I get the subject matters for ASM articles. Sometimes it just, in this case, I was listening to Stone Temple Pilots and I thought oh, it'd be kind of nice to, it'd be kind of nice to give them a shout out in a podcast. Um, my favorite song, maybe ever, is Plush, and I love the acoustic version of Plush. And um, when I get that song stuck in my head, I'll start to sing it like four or five times over and over again. So, Stone Temple Pilots, often abbreviated as STP, are an American rock band from San Diego, California, that originally consisted of Scott Wayland, lead vocals, brothers Dean DeLeo, guitar, and Robert DeLeo, bass, uh, backing vocals, and Eric Kretz, drums. From the band's formation in 1989, its lineup remained unchanged until the firing of Wayland in February 2013. Lincoln Park vocalist Chester Bennington joined the band in May 2013. In November 2015, Bennington left the band to focus solely on Lincoln Park. On December 3, 2015, Wayland was found dead on his tour bus before a performance with his band, the Wildabouts. In 2016, the band launched an online audition for a new lead vocalist. On July 20th, 2017, Bennington was found dead at his home. His death was ruled a suicide by hanging. On November 14th, 2017, Jeff Gutt became the new singer of the band. That is one of the things with Stone Temple Pilots. They are a band that kind of had a tumultuous uh, existence, especially recently with members and former members. So, After forming in 1989 under the name Mighty Joe Young, the band signed with Atlantic Records and changed its name to Stone Temple Pilots. The band's debut album, Core, in 1992, was a commercial success and they went on to become one of the most commercially successful bands of the 1990s selling more than 18 million albums in the United States and 40 million worldwide. The band released four more studio albums, Purple, Tiny Music Songs from the Vatican Gift Shop, Number 4, and Shangri-La Di Da, before separating in 2002, after which the band members partook in various projects, most notably Velvet Revolver and Army of Anyone. Velvet Revolver was another. I think I know that Wayland was part of Velvet Revolver. I don't know if other members of the band also joined Velvet Revolver with him when they uh, when he did that. The band eventually reconvened in 2008 for a reunion tour, released a new self-titled album in 2010 
and actively toured until Chester Bennington's departure. The band's only material Bennington was the EP High Rise in 2013. The band released its seventh studio album, also titled Stone Temple Pilots, on March 16, 2018, so fairly recently. Basically over a little over a year ago, which I'll check out. I didn't even uh, didn't even know that. While initially rising to fame as part of the grunge movement of the early 1990s, further releases from the band express a variety of influences, including psychedelic rock, bossa nova, and classic rock. The band's evolution through the 1990s and early 2000s involved periods of commercial highs and lows, brought about in part by Waylon's well-publicized struggles with drug addiction. History 1985 to 92, formation and early years of Mighty Joe Young. Two conflicting stories of how frontman Scott Wayland and bassist Robert DeLeo met have been described by the band. One was that Wayland and DeLeo met at a Black Flag concert in Long Beach, California in 85. They began discussing their girlfriends, only to realize they were dating the same woman. <laughs> I can imagine that. However, instead of letting this come between them, they developed a bond and formed a band after they each subsequently broke it off with this girl. Wayland presented a different version of meeting Robert in his autobiography, stating that Wayland and his friends, guitarist Corey Hickok and drummer David Allen, pursued Robert after witnessing him play live with him sitting in during the sets at various gigs with their band Soy Dissant. However, after a few years, Allen went a separate way pursuing other interests. The remaining members witnessed drummer Eric Kretz play in a Long Beach club and convinced him to join the band. Guitarist Hickok eventually left the band in 1989. In need of a replacement and auditioning many guitarists, Robert suggested his older brother, Dean. At the time, Dean was a successful businessman who had left behind his previous career as a musician, but still played guitar as a hobby. The band managed to convince Dean to play guitar for Swing, completing the original STP lineup. Dean reportedly refused to continue playing in a band called Swing, and shortly afterwards the band became Mighty Joe Young. The band recorded a demo tape that was, a, that was completed around 1990. The Mighty Joe Young demo features tracks Demo features tracks that will go on to be re-recorded for the band's first studio album, as well as some musical styles that would not be featured on any of STP's studio albums, such as funk and yodeling. <laughs> Could you imagine uh, Stone Temple Pilots releasing a track that's yodeling? Mighty Joe Young played several gigs in the San Diego area, building up a fan base. Their first show was supporting Henry Rollins at the Whiskey A Go Go. The group then began to work on their debut album with Brendan O'Brien. During the recording, they received a call from their lawyer who informed them that there was a uh, bluesman who had already claimed the name Mighty Joe Young. 
inspired by the STP motor oil stickers that the band members were fans of in their youth. Various members, various ideas of the initial STP were shared by the band, including Shirley Temple's blank, because I don't want to swear on a podcast, and Stereo Temple Pirates. They eventually settled on the name Stone Temple Pilots. I think it would have been cool if they were called Stereo Temple Pirates. Ah, that would have been kind of cool. 1992 through 95, Core and Purple. Stone Temple Pilots developed a fan base in San Diego clubs. In 1992, Stone Temple Pilots signed with Atlantic Records. Their first album, Core, was released on September 29, 1992 and peaked at number three on the Billboard Albums Chart. Core was a big success, producing hits Sex Type Thing, Plush, again my favorite song, Creep is very good, and Wicked Garden is another fantastic uh, track. While the album was a major commercial success, some in the music press criticized the band as grunge imitators. The same year, Scott Wayland and Dean DeLeo played an acoustic version of Plus, Plush, on the MTV show Headbangers Ball. This is considered one of Wayland's greatest vocal performances. Check it out. Check out Plush, MTV Unplugged, or MTV Acoustic. And uh, give that a listen. I mean, I don't know. I love it. Despite negative reviews from some critics, Stone Temple Pilots continued to gain fans. They toured for four weeks, opening for bands such as Rage Against the Machine and Megadeth. 1993 brought continued success on the road, with the band headlining a two-and-a-half-month American tour. In 1993, the men filmed an episode of MTV Unplugged, where they debuted the song Big Empty. In a January 1994 Rolling Stone poll, the band was simultaneously voted Best New Band by Rolling Stone's readers and worst new band by the magazine's music critics. <laughs> it's crazy. It's weird because obviously like a, a very casual listener of a band will listen to the music for a different reason than a critic. I mean, I'm sure a critic is concerned with vocals, um, you know, depth of sound, you know, variety, you know, a uniqueness to the band, and, you know, it's just funny, you know, how some critics, it's like, it doesn't quite register, it doesn't work necessarily for them, but for listeners, we enjoy the music no matter what. I wouldn't be able to tell you what they would complain about. So... The following month, the group won a favorite pop slash rock new artist and heavy metal hard rock new artist at the American Music Awards. In March 1994, the group won a Grammy Award for Best Hard Rock Performance for the song Plush. In the spring of 94, STP returned to the studio to work on their second album, Purple. Completed in less than a month, 
Purple debuted at number one in the U.S. upon its release on June 7, 1994. The radio-friendly interstate love song quickly became a big hit, spending a record-setting 15 weeks atop the album rock track charts. Other hits from the album included Vaseline and Big Empty, the latter also being featured on the soundtrack on the film The Crow. By October, just four months after its release, Purple had sold 3 million copies. 1995-2002, through 2002, Tiny Music Number four and Shrang Shrang Shangri La Dida. In October '95, the band regrouped to begin recording its third album, renting out a mansion in Santa Barbara, California, for the band to live together during the recording process. STP released the album Tiny Music Songs from the Vatican Gift Shop on March 5, 1996. The album's sound marked a drastic change from their previous outings oriented more in the direction of glam rock and psychedelic music than that of the hard rock slash grunge sound that propelled them to popularity. Critical reception at the time was mixed. Rolling Stone, a magazine known for its initial dismissal of the band's music, held a favorable opinion of the album, regardless of the release of the group's best effort to date. They expressed surprise, however, at, quote, the clattering, upbeat character of the music, end quote, given Wayland's much-publicized run-in with drugs and the law. Stone Temple Pilots were also featured on the cover of issue number 753 in February 1997. Um, the band, Sans Wayland, recruited David Coots, the frontman of Ten Inch Men, and performed under the moniker Talk Show. Talk Show released one eponymous album in 1997 before dissolving. Meanwhile, pursuing his own musical interest, Waylon released his first solo album, 12 Bar Blues, in 1998. Although both albums received moderate critical praise, neither was commercially successful. In late 1998, the band regrouped and began work on a fourth STP album. Released in 1999, Number 4 was conceived as a back-to-basics rock album in the vein of Core or Purple. Stephen Erlewine of All Music compared the album's sound to contemporary alternative metal bands and wrote in his review, quote, It's as if STP decided to, complete, to compete directly with a new generation of alt-metal bands who prize aggression over hooks or riffs, end quote. STP scored one of its biggest hits since the success of Core and Purple with the single Sour Girl. Fueled by a popular music video starring Sarah Michelle Gellar or Buffy of Buffy the Vampire Slayer fame. The band also recorded an episode of VH1 Storytellers and went on to summer tour with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That right there is a band. The Red Hot Chili Peppers have had so much staying power for so long. Like, it's amazing how long of a, of a consistent career... Red Hot Chili Peppers event. The album number four would eventually be certified platinum by the RIAA. During the summer of 01, the band released its fifth album, Shangri La Dida, which produced one modest rock radio hit in Days of the Week. 
Despite promotion of the album by going on tour with Linkin Park and Godsmack on the Family Values Tour, Shangri-La Dida was a commercial disappointment. At that point, marketing support from their label was reportedly minimal, and the band decided to put a hold on any future albums. Two thousand two through two thousand eight, separation and members of their projects. Despite reports that the band had begun work on a sixth studio album in two thousand two, the band had dissolved by the end of that year. After reports of an altercation between Dan DeLeo and Wayland, after the last show of Stone Temple Pilots Fall two thousand two tour. Following the band's dissolution, Wayland was recruited to join the successful supergroup. Okay, so Velvet Revolver. Um, I thought that he had maybe started it, but I guess he joined it. Velvet Revolver, of course, included Guns N' Roses members Slash on guitar, Matt Storm on drums, and Duff McKagan bass, and former Wasted Youth guitarist Dave Kushner. The band released two albums, Contraband in 2004 and Libertad in 2007, before breaking up in 2008. Likewise, the DeLeo brothers formed the supergroup Army of Anyone with vocalist Richard Patrick of the industrial rock band Filter and session drummer Ray Lucer. The band released its self-titled album in 2006 before going on indefinite hiatus in 2007. 2008 through 11, reunion and self-titled album. According to Dean DeLeo, steps toward a Stone Temple Pilots reformation started with a phone call from Wayland's wife, Mary Forsberg. She invited the DeLeo brothers to play at a private beach party, which led to the reconciliation of Wayland and the DeLeo brothers. In 2007, Dean DeLeo and Wayland discussed a concert promoter's offer to headline several summer festivals. Wayland subsequently left Velvet Revolver in April 2008. And the following month, Stone Temple Pilots announced they were reuniting for a 65-date North American tour. That's quite a way to come back, huh? The group officially reunited for a private gig at the Houdini Mansion and held their first public show on Jimmy Kimmel Live on May 1st. Stone Temple Pilots toured throughout the summer and fall, headlining the Virgin Mobile Festival in Baltimore in August of that year, as well as the 10th annual Voodoo Experience in New Orleans. After taking a short break to allow Scott to support his recently released second studio album, production for the band's sixth studio album began in mid-2009. The band also went on road for a 13-date North American summer tour in 2009, taking place in between the doors of Scott Wayland's second solo album. That's a lot of traveling. That's a ton of... That's a ton of uh, traveling. The band appeared... On the Late Show with David Letterman, for the first time in 10 years on May 19th, performing Between the Lines, the band's self-titled sixth album was released on May 25th, 2010, debuting at number two on the Billboard 200. Towards the end of 2010, STP announced they were scheduling several U.S. tour dates so that they could take a, quote, short break. STP toured Southeast Asia for the first time in 2011, playing in the Philippines, Singapore, and Indonesia. 
Following this, the band played successful shows in Australia, including solo performances in Sydney and Melbourne. Twenty eleven through twenty thirteen split with Wayland and legal proceedings. In December twenty eleven, Dean DeLeo told Rolling Stone, quote, What I'd like to see happen is a man go out and do more intimate shows, really lovely theaters around the country, end quote. DeLeo also commented on a possible extended reissue of core, including live archive material. Quote, we have tons of live recordings from the era and we don't we didn't multi-track record that stuff. There's no fixes, so they'd sound incredible if we just remaster them. End quote. On June 26, STP released its first ever concert film, Alive in the Windy City, on DVD and Blu-ray. The performance was filmed at a sold-out show in March 2010 at the Riviera Theater in Chicago. From then on, the band began to experience problems, and suspicions were raised that tensions within the band had arisen again. Despite the band's claims that the fall tour would be celebrating the 20th anniversary of Core, this did not happen. According to Wayland's bandmates, they did not want to do the celebration because they believed that he no longer had the vocal range to perform some of the album's songs. Wayland then decided to perform the latter songs that they did not want to play on a separate solo tour. The rest of the band decided to hide their anger and frustration towards the decision, causing Wayland to assume that they were all on the same page. Quite the miscommunication. On September 17th, at a show in British Columbia, STP arrived nearly two hours late and cut their set 30 minutes short, angering many fans. The following day, the band released a brief statement announced at the night that... That night's show in Lethbridge, Alberta, was cancelled due to Wayland being ordered to go on 48 hours complete vocal rest due to strained vocal cords. Well. Well. On December 7th, in response to a public declaration from Wayland that he was completely open to returning to Velvet Revolver and a radio DJ's questions about the state of the band, Slash, Whelan's former bandmate with Velvet Revolver, told Minneapolis radio station 93X that he had heard rumors Whelan had been fired from Stone Temple Pilots. Wow. On February 27, 2013, Stone Temple Pilots fired Wayland. The firing was officially announced as Whelan left on tour with his solo band. Both parties issued lawsuits over the right to perform with the Stone Temple Pilots' name, both were settled out of court, with the Delio Brothers and Kretz retaining the rights to perform under the name. Very tumultuous. Twenty thirteen through fifteen, with Chester Bennington and Wayland's death. On May 18, 2013, the three remaining members of Stone Temple Pilots performed with Chester Bennington of Lincoln Park, appearing as special guests at the 21st annual K-Rock Weenie Roast and the May 19, 2013 Live 105 BFD Festival near San Francisco, where they performed a new song, Out of Time. On May 19, 2013, released 
STB released a free download of their new single, Out of Time, with Bennington now an official member. Bennington had exclaimed years before in interviews that being in Stone Temple Pilots was his lifelong dream. On July 15, 2013, STP announced that it would embark on a small tour in September with Filter as the opening act. Stone Temple Pilots released a five-track EP titled High Rise on October 8, 2013 through Play Plan LLC, credited as Stone Temple Pilots, with Chester Pennington. The album's second single, Blackheart, was released through iHeartRadio on September 18, 2013. Uh, they officially dropped with Chester Bennington from their name in March 2015, so they just became STP again. On November 9th, 2015, Bennington announced he was amicably leaving Stone Temple Pilots to focus more on Lincoln Park. Bennington would not return to the band as he was found dead at his home in 2017. His death was ruled a suicide by hanging. And of course... Not more than four weeks later, Scott Wheeland was found dead of an accidental overdose of alcohol, pills, and cocaine on his tour bus in Minnesota. Stone Temple Pilots released a statement noting his passing in which they thanked him for the time he was with them and said he was gifted beyond words. So that's terrible. You know, a band that has this huge history, you know, this 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 15 20 year successful tumultuous history and then to have both your longtime lead singer and then the lead singer and obviously with Lincoln Park as well but you know just like it's unbelievable very very sad set of circumstances 2016 to present Bennington's death new singer Jeff Gutt and second self-titled album. In February 2016, Stone Temple Pilots launched an online audition for a new vocalist, stating, quote, If you think you have what it takes to front this band, record with this band, and tour with this band, we would dig hearing from you, end quote. In September of that year, rumors circulated about Filipino musician John Borgia being the top candidate for the job. In February 2017, it was reported by AlternativeNation.net, that the band had already selected their singer, so they have their hearts set on somebody. On July 20th, 2017, uh, Chester Bennington... Wait, I'm seeing here July 2017. So which one is it? Oh, strange. Oh, yeah, sorry. I, I, um, yeah, I miss, I misread it. Um, yeah, the Bennington death was in 2017, not 15. He left the band in 2015, and then, uh, Scott Whalen passed away less than a month later. Okay. Yeah, I got confused there for a second. On July 26, 2017, the band announced the band announced that a 25th anniversary edition of Core would be released on September 29, 2017. The reissue includes a 25th anniversary box set. It includes a remastered version of the album, previously unreleased demos and B-sides, 
parts of three live performances from 1993. In October 2017, Dean DeLeo said that the band's search for a new vocalist was going great, and the band is working on new material. On November 14th, the band revealed that Jeff Gutt had been chosen as their new lead singer. November 15th, 2017, the band released a new song, Meadow, from their upcoming studio album. On January 31st, 2018, the band released a second new song, Roll Me Under, as well as announced the release of its seventh studio album. The LP, which is the band's second self-titled album, was released on March 16, 2018. On April 2, 2018, the band announced the Revolution 3 tour would commence during the summer. The tour was a co-headlining tour with Bush and The Cult. And, uh... That's the end of their history. I'm going to touch on their musical style briefly before concluding this episode because I think it's good to get a good understanding for what their music was all about. So, musical style. Uh, Lost myself here. Where am I? Okay, let's see. There we go. The band's sound is considered a blending of the alternative rock of the 1980s and 90s with the hard rock of the 1970s, though the band is known for making each of the records possess a unique musical style despite having the sonic blueprint of the band as Robert DeLeo describes. Stone Temple Pilots have also been described as alternative metal and neo-psychedelia. The band Aerosmith was a large influence on the band collectively, with guitarist Dean DeLeo acknowledging the band's influence on songs such as Huckleberry Crumble off their 2010 self-titled record. Steven Tyler and Joe Perry joined as Steven Tyler and Joe Perry joined the band on stage at a 1996 show in Madison Square Garden for renditions of the Aerosmith songs Sweet Emotion, my favorite Aerosmith song, and Lick and a Promise. All of the band members were KISS fans during their childhood and played shows at the Rosalind Ballroom in 1993 dressed in KISS-style makeup. During the taping of their VH1 Storytellers performance, women acknowledged artists such as the Rolling Stones, Neil Young, and Robert Plant as their musical heroes. The band has covered songs by artists such as The Beatles, Led Zeppelin, The Doors, Pink Floyd, James Brown, David Bowie, and Bob Marley, both live and in studio. Early in their career, the band was considered to be part of the grunge movement, despite assertions by critics that their style in the mid early mid 1990s was derived from contemporary artists such as Allison Chains and Soundgarden. The band maintained that the similarities were coincidental, due in part to having the same musical idols growing up. Guitarist Dean DeLeo uses heavily layered and distorted guitar playing while bassist Robert DeLeo draws influences from genres such as rhythm and blues, lounge music, and ragtime. Wayland was a band's primary lyricist. His style changed with the band's evolution. Much of the lyrics on core were written about societal issues such as religion, abuse of power, and isolation. The band's breakthrough single, Sex Type Thing, polarized critics with its lyrics, some interpreting it as advocacy of date rape, 
Whalen intended it as a feminist anthem, with its lyrics written in mockery of the narrator. As Whalen began to deal with substance abuse, his lyrics became more personal and intricate. Songs like Interstate Love Song deal with his addiction to addiction's tolls on his relationships with his then-wife, Janina. And uh, I think that's it. Obviously, their wiki page is quite large, but um, I've kind of run out of time. I think I'm running close to 40 minutes here. Maybe a little bit over, so fortunately I will have to end it there. So that's it. Um, if you have any comments, suggestions, questions, maybe you want me to do a specific ASM article in the future, you can always reach me by emailing hello at sleepandrelaxasmr.com. Thanks again to Helix. Remember to visit helixsleep.com slash relax. Get up to $125 off your mattress order. You will not regret it. I promise you that. That's it for this episode. Thanks as always for listening and take care.